guys, thanks for listening to another episode of the Coming In Hot Podcast. This is episode 32. I'm Jesse, and I'm here with a special guest, Armando. What's up, y'all? What's up? And uh, no Joe. Um, Joe's got some uh, prayer commitments today. And uh, because we're doing this podcast a little early, it wasn't going to be possible to uh, have Ben on the show either. So I just didn't ask. <laughs> so... Uh, <laughs> It's just uh, me and Armando today. Um, he said he had a very, very important TIG or MIG welds or something like that. <laughs> Probably dick welds, and that's what that's what he actually meant. <laughs> yeah, he just got to, you know, push his penis right on the edge there. Yeah, fucking, yeah, we're starting a little earlier than usual. Usually we start recording like 6, 37 o'clock. Right now it's uh, 1 in the afternoon, which, uh, you know, we usually lead off our shows with like a, uh, a drink to start the show. Um, not really drink of the evening as much as it's a drink of the afternoon. And you were con- commenting that it's a little early to <laughs> start drinking. Yeah, we, we, we day drinking. Yeah. We day like, drinking everybody. I was like, fuck it, dude. So I got, uh, we're alcoholics. I got, uh, I'll, st- I'll, I'll, I'll fucking start off. Uh, I have a, a Pacifico. So the oh, Cerveza Pacifico. Ooh, nice little crack there. Nice, fucking what? Sound it sounded fucking nice, dude. It's it's, it's nice. That was a good one. (laughs) Yeah, I'm like, yes. (laughs) I haven't had a Pacifico in a while, dude. So actually, kind of hit. Yeah, dude. Ever since uh, you got like the whole fucking, you know, got the slick back hair and the mustache going, you're kind of hitting your little Mexican side there. Yeah, lately, fucking might as well tap into those roots. Yeah, I'm (sighs) the. I'm drinking me a Firestone Walker 805 Cerveza. So, see, that's what we call him Mexican Ben. That's what Ben yeah. would be drinking. <laughs> well, you know, he got it from somewhere, right? <laughs> Plus, I got a little bottle. Yeah, you're a meister. Nice. Yeah, I should have got some fucking whiskey. I didn't, but I can get some beer. Oh, these little fucking travel ones I got from a party, and I'm like, well, might as well use them now. Yeah. Fuck it. Damn, that's fucking delicious for one in the afternoon. Mm. Well, I'm fucking, uh, let's see. I got um, a couple of topics to go over. I figured we'd get right into that one that I was mentioning before. Um, has to do with uh, Matt Reif and his uh, Netflix comedy special. I actually watched it. Uh, the first time I watched it, I was actually doing like an online class. So I wasn't really paying attention. It was kind of like background noise. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I rewatched it yesterday. And, uh, it was funny. It was pretty funny. Um, I mean, anybody who's anybody like, I mean, if you got TikTok or anything like that, like there's all kinds of little mini videos of all the crowd work and shit that he does. And, um, they're all the little fucking snippets are usually hilarious. And I know prior to the Netflix special, you know, there's online chatter basically saying that that's all he does is crowd work. Um, Mm -hmm. but like, I mean, dude, crowd work in my opinion is actually, I think, uh, a little more difficult to do than just stand up. It's like pre-prepared and, you know, fucking memorized. Like being able to be funny, like on the cuff all the time. Yeah. You know, spot. about certain shit. Like to me, like that's, that's talent. I mean, that's the equivalent of like being a singer who's like, you know, got like pre-prepared songs and like being somebody that's fucking, uh, you know, who's doing like, what do you call it? Uh, like freestyle rap, you know, like who's like, you know, showing up and like fucking just annihilating somebody in a rap, like just right there. You know, so like the fucking beginning of a uh, thirty mile there. <laughs> you mean eight mile? <laughs> thirty mile? <laughs> is it eight? Well, fuck, I don't know what it is. 
<laughs> oh shit. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I, I don't, I don't see what the big deal is. Um, but I, I mean, I guess there was some, there was one particular joke that he let off with that like pissed a lot of people off. And so I was going to play it. Um, somebody actually did like a reaction video to this. Um, I tried to pause it where it was. And it's funny because, you know, I'm like, oh, yeah, I don't want my fucking uh, iPad to time out like in the middle of the show to try to like get uh-huh. it back where it was. It literally just did it. So. Oh, wow. Yeah. Jesus Christ. It just took a shot of that. Gager. All right. We're going to play this. We're going to play this little clip here. Who like seats you at the restaurant had a black eye, and my boy who I was with was like, "Yeah, I feel bad for her, man. I feel like they should, you know, put her in the kitchen or something where nobody, where nobody has to see her face, you know." And I was like, "Yeah, but I feel like if she could cook, she wouldn't have that black eye." The comedian. It's just funny because it's like, dude, it's not even that bad. Like it's kind of tame. I mean, yeah, I mean, comedy talks talks and jokes about. I mean, for the most part. Like all kinds of controversial shit, stuff that may or may not, or, you know, like maybe shouldn't be joked about, but is. I mean, you just got to find humor well, and stuff that's kind of serious. Just some people nowadays are, I, I don't know. I don't know why comedy's getting that, you know, such a hard stick on. It's like, hey, like how nobody, dude, remember the shit we used to see when, when Dave Chappelle was live? Like, <laughs> well, not live, when he was doing his fucking show. Yeah, like the shit show. he was doing on there, holy fuck, dude! He make those kind of—I mean, give or take—he still gets in trouble now. Mm-hmm. Like that shit was like on air, like even The Office. Like how many of those fucking episodes nowadays would, if they were to go live, how many of them would just be fucking pissing hundreds of fucking people off for some fucking hilarious shit that they said on that show? Well, I, don't like even, I don't even feel like fucking Chappelle's show would even be able to exist now. Like they couldn't. Yeah, do Chappelle show yeah. the way they did. Remember, um, he played that one character that was a black Klansman. Fuck, which one? <laughs> yeah, uh, Clayton Bixby. Yeah, Clayton, Clayton Bixby. Bixby. And it's like, yeah, holy shit, Oogie dude. Boogie, boogie, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, I mean, that's crazy. I mean, if you think about it, you know, in terms of like uh, comedy, one of my favorite fucking, uh, you know, comedic movies of all time, Tropic Thunder. Robert Downey Jr. Mm-hmm. playing a black dude. Oh God, dude! How like like dude? That he's got to be the only person who like didn't get flat out just annihilated for blackface. Dude, believe it or not, I did not know who fucking Robert Downey Jr. was before that fucking like what shit was. So when I watched that guy, I was like, hey, that black guy's really funny. Mm -hmm. Like that was a real fucking person. Yo, that's Iron Man. (laughs) Yeah, it's like wait, what? Yeah, but it's crazy. Like you couldn't do that again. Like you couldn't yeah. do it again. And what's funny Fuck is like I've actually no. seen online where, you know, people have teased, you know, or talked about like, when are we going to get a Tropic Thunder 2? And it's like, Jesus, man, you know, I mean, if they're willing to put their careers at risk, you know, for the sensitivity of other people, you know, cause it's like the, the whole joke of the movie is that the guy's a method actor who's Australian and is fully self-aware, you know, of playing a fucking black guy and like trying to, get like I mean maybe too black you know like he's trying to be even blacker yeah. than the black guy who is like in the group it was uh <laughs> you know it's just ridiculous you know and he's like what do you mean you people and the black guy's yeah. like what do you mean you people right <laughs> you know what you mean you people they try to pull us apart yeah and it's just like so this thing right here it's like okay yeah domestic violence isn't you know isn't a good thing no it isn't and but you that, know, that joke is so fucking tame 
Yeah, it's like, oh, she had a black eye, and uh, you know, we should have put her, you know, somewhere in the back if you know she's she's got a black eye because she's the face of the business, like seating people. It's like we all know what happened, and like maybe we should put her in the kitchen. LOL. You know, and it's like, oh, well, maybe if she could cook, you know, maybe she wouldn't have it. Ha ha. It's like, uh, you know, it's that's not even the worst of it. You know, I mean, there was plenty of shit he said that was, you know, fairly bad. And what's funny, too, is like one of the um, other Netflix specials that um, it just posted recently. Um, have you seen the one that uh, Shane Gillis had put up? I haven't seen his full thing. I've seen bits and pieces, which are fucking hilarious. I have watched that shit like four times, like since it's been posted. And that shit shit is is fucking hilarious. hilarious. Like, first off, a guy that can like talk shit about like Navy SEALs, you know, like being pussies and all of this kind of stuff. that, (laughs) That one fucking part in his thing where he's talking about his like, man, like, it was, like, rooting for, like, the bad guys for a while because, it's like, that's relatable. Yeah, he's, he like, was all like, fuck it. I think one of the... He's, like, those guys, those guys blow something up maybe once every seven months, and even they're fucking surprised. That shit had me fucking crying. Well, because he's, like, that, that. that's what makes them go, like, oh, oh, right? Yeah. Like, they blew <laughs> up like, the one that's, truck. That's human reaction. Yeah, that's yeah. human reaction. He's, <laughs> like, he's, all I can't relate to our guys. He goes, our guys, they're flying an Apache helicopter, they go in, fucking mow down like forty people, and just go clear. You know, yeah. he's like, I can't relate to that. You know, he's like, you know, but they were excited about the monkey bars training video and all this kind of thing. Yeah. I feel it's, like the moment shots start popping, everybody's like, oh, oh yeah, oh yeah. shit. <laughs> it's just funny because he's like, he's saying, look, just to be clear, he's all, I'm not actually like a Taliban sympathizer. He's all, I'm just saying, yeah. like, you know, a Navy SEAL. You know, fucked my girlfriend, you know, <laughs> you know, like my girlfriend was with the Navy SEAL before she met me and it's a hard thing to follow. You know, so it's just funny. He's like trying to find shit to talk shit about because that helps make him feel better, even though like he might look like a bitch for doing it to his girlfriend. Okay. Like, it's fucking funny. Like, we yeah. know that he doesn't really like, you know, love the Taliban or, you know, oh, I love when, you know, Taliban kills Navy SEALs. I mean, there's nothing that far. I mean, one of the things that's like you would say is probably even more untouchable than domestic violence is him making uh, jokes about nine yeah. 11. Like he was like, dude, he's all, you know, Australian accents, you know, can kind of make everything funny. And then he starts making like a, and I'm probably going to try to impersonate an Australian accent very poorly, but he's like, he's all, Oh no, there's an airplane. Get down. You know? Right. And he's just like, it's yeah, that funny. Was fucking terrible. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's terrible. Like Cartman. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but you know, I don't care do an Australian accent, but you know, like, it was like, like a mix of Cartman and the fucking uh, the <laughs> shitty walk guy. <laughs> yeah, dude, I don't, I, I don't do Australian accents. He, he definitely leave that to Shane Gillis. It was much funnier. But you know, he then he says like then like one of the jokes that uh, he says, "Oh, it's getting hot in here," you know. And then one of yeah. the last things he says is like, "Oh no," you know, because they like jumped out of the fucking building. <laughs> I was just dying, man. Like you're you're joking about the people that were too hot in the building. That jumped out, right? I mean, that's fucking horrible. That's worse than domestic violence, in my opinion. And it's like, he touched on it, and people were laughing, because it's like, you know, he doesn't, you know, he he wouldn't actually, like, you know, tell a joke, I'm sure, to a 9-11 family survivor. He wouldn't do anything to, like, hurt anybody's feelings directly. And it's like, sure, if they saw that, I'm sure they would get offended. But, I mean, what, what can you do, you know, in horrible situations, like... I just uh, I just feel like comedy is one of those things, dude. That when it's 
whether it's a special, it's a person at stand-up or fucking A, maybe just somebody, like, telling a fucking joke. It's just, like, once you start kind of, like, in that comedy area, I feel like it, it's its its own world, right? You get, like, everybody should be aware. Like, if you, I feel like you should not have to fucking explain to somebody it's a fucking joke. Right. You know? It, it's, it's its own world where you're free to talk about whatever the fuck you like. And, you know, it's going to be fucking funny and you're going to fucking laugh. But if you're going to take that shit up the ass every single time, it's like, dude, what the fuck? Like, this isn't new. This is not fucking new. Like, this is its own fucking thing. It's always been this way. It's always been a fucking joke. You know, nobody's talking about it being like, oh, no, no, I fucking meant that. Like, I've never I've never heard a comedian be like, I, I fucking mean what I said. What do you really do? You know? Right. Well, I mean, it's, all, all it's kinds of things. Joke. I mean, it's entertainment. You know, like when you do anything, like you watch, a, you know, a serial killer show and you're like, oh, my God, this is interesting. Like how this guy did this or how he did that or whatever, you know, and you're impressed by, you know, some of the links that somebody went to to like cover up a murder or whatever. You know, like does your interest or like excitement in these shows mean that you like, you know, condone or, you know, like, yeah, the, you know, serial killers like it doesn't. It's the equivalent of somebody being like watching a murder movie, right? Watching the new fucking Saw movie. And they'd be like, somebody should arrest that guy because he's killing people. Right. Everybody and their mom knows that that fucking shit was fake, right? And it was, it was, they didn't actually fucking kill anybody. They didn't put people in traps and kill them. Well, even then, so it's, it's like, like, you know, that murder is wrong, right? You know, I mean, they're yeah. going there to be entertained and they're watching people get maimed and killed in these awful ways. But you're there sitting in a movie theater laughing about you know some of the ridiculousness that's taking place like oh oh you know you're you're fully immersed in it and it's horrible but you're 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 entertained by it you know so does that that make you a bad person you know not necessarily you know because it it it, like you said like you know it's a it's a you know compartmentalized you're going there for that you know you laugh about you laugh at a racist joke it doesn't mean you're fucking racist it means you have a fucking sense of humor you know and (laughs) Uh, you know, especially when like, you know, some racist jokes, they kind of do have like a touch of uh, reality in it. You know, I well, mean, like, I mean, you know, like a stereotype, you know, like, yeah, people joke that but like, I mean, that that's the, that's the thing about jokes, right? You, yeah. you you make fun of something that is real, but that's the thing you're making fun of it. You know, it doesn't mean that it's like, oh, shit, it doesn't mean I fucking support it or whatever it's, you're making. I think that's why so many jokes connect to people is because there's always that touch of like, like oh, when somebody tells a joke, you know, a joke is funnier when you can relate to it, right? Right. So it's whenever has somebody has a fucking joke and they, and you can relate to it, you're like, huh, I know exactly what he's talking about. I don't have to ask him to explain that shit because I know what it means, well, and it's fucking that much funnier. You know, one that was like, you know, kind of inappropriate, but and it's probably going to sound worse like me kind of trying to repeat it because there's context <laughs> in the joke. Don't do it in but the fucking Australian but, accent. <laughs> yeah, not going to do that. But there's this white guy who's joking about like trying to get his money from a guy who owes him money and it's a black dude, right? And this black guy is trying to punk him. Well, he hires a black dude who you know, like shows up with him, not necessarily to be his muscle, but to kind of like talk to the black dude that owes him money. Crazy. Mm-hmm. The white guy. So whenever he's going to say the N-word, you know, like he's going to say nigga, when he, whenever he says it, he pauses and then points to his homie, who's black, and then says nigga very 
firmly, right? Like when he's talking <laughs> to him. So like he's yelling at the guy to give him his money. He's all, you done lost your mind. And he pauses and then his buddy goes, nigga, right? And so like he's doing this whole little skit, you know, like where every time like he's saying something crazy to the homie, you know, the guy that owes him money, he's got his guy right there to like say it he's for him because he knows he can't say it. You know what I mean? Yeah, he's kind of doing like the, the Kim Peel skit where he, what was it? Uh, one of them plays like uh, Obama and then the other one's Luther, the, the <laughs> anger translator. Yeah. Yeah, dude. We're, and, we're, uh... <laughs> I, I don't even, I, I, I've watched a lot of Kim Peel shows, but I don't, I don't know that I've seen that one. It's pretty much like Obama's like saying something, right? You know, in uh-huh. his usual ter- uh, tone. But then he has this Luther, his anger translator, which is just <laughs> the other guy. He's just standing there and he's all like, y'all made me lose my damn mind with what y'all asking and shit. Right. So he's just like going off, like saying stuff instead of Obama's like calm, usual fucking voice. It's just Luther like fucking saying shit like if he was on the street and it's just translating, like I guess translating what he's trying to say. Right. But in like a fucking more common fucking arrogant, I guess like somebody just being on the fucking street. Right. Well, and, and but that, that that's what makes the joke funny, right? Like you know you're not supposed to say it, right? And then like you yeah, know, yeah. Then nobody says, nobody says like nobody's saying in the joke is like, oh, well, yeah, that's how black people talk in real life. No, right. nobody's saying that shit. But everybody's all like, man, that's a homie from the street. That's that's what he's trying to like, who he's trying to reach out to. Yeah. So it's just it's just crazy. Like there's all kinds of shit to like nitpick. You know, like if they're if you were kind of like considering anybody's feelings on any topic, you really wouldn't be able to make fun of fucking anything. And I think what got Matt Reif into even more shit was that, um, you know, seeing the like online backlash from his comedy special was that essentially people were trying to cancel him. You know, they're all up in arms about everything he said about, um, you know, the deep, you know, the domestic violence stuff and other shit. Well, he posted, I think, uh, on uh like his instagram stories basically like you know if anybody's offended by any of the stuff that i had said you know related to the domestic violence joke or any other part of my special you know like you can click here you know for a link to like my you know formal apology or whatever and people that clicked on that link it took him to a shortcut of a web page that sells helmets for special needs people <laughs> dude the only other thing so I want to change about that. just fucking that totally like? double down on being <laughs> unapologetic about anything that he fucking said which pissed people off even more because they're like oh now he's making fun of like you know fucking special needs people uh you know essentially <laughs> calling them retarded you know and it's just like fuck dude like you just you you fucking fast forwarded you know past DV, you know domestic violence and then went straight over to fucking you know fucking special <laughs> needs shit and it's like goddamn you know but that's the thing like Dave Chappelle is the same way you know he's just like dude yeah. I should be able to make fun of whatever I want to make fun of or say whatever I want to say he's like I'm not that's, gonna fucking dude, not touch on anything he, that he has one of the best comebacks for well yeah I guess that's one of the best comebacks to people being pissed off about him especially when it was a whole gay thing right and he was yeah. just like. It's it's a joke, not a dick. Don't take it so hard. Right. Which I'm pretty sure he wasn't the first one to say that, but it was hilarious. Yeah, but that was fucking great. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, that is the best fucking thing I've ever heard in my life. And it's fucking true. It's not a dick. Don't take it so hard. Right. And it's like, you know, it's like me giving examples too. you know, like I'm trying to explain, you know, the joke, you know, and I said the word, you know, but I'm not saying it like, oh, yeah, I just feel like I could freely say it or. 
any of that kind of shit. Like I'm trying to repeat, I'm trying pass. to repeat the joke, and there was no hard R in that motherfucker either. You know, I said it the way it was said. Um, you know, and I'm so I'm just repeating it. It's not a big deal. You know, and I'm not yeah. really concerned about somebody being like, oh, you're not allowed to say that. It's like fuck you, right up the ass. Well, you know, you already have a problem if you're in in a conversation with somebody that's like that. Because you always kind of, you kind of always can find those kind of people, right? The ones mm-hmm. that are like, oh. Gotta watch what I say around this person because they're a fucking asshole. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I mean, I think he'll be just fine. I mean, he's already, like, incredibly popular. Um, I mean, I think one of the other things that they were complaining about was uh, him jokingly saying that, like, you know, what he's doing is, like, for the men, even though, like, he's got a huge fan base of women, you know, because of mm-hmm. how he looks and shit. And, you know, basically handsome just kind of, like, Bob. saying, like, a... Or no, handsome Squidward. Yeah, handsome Squidward. You know, it's like a kind of a fuck you I, to I the fans know. kind of thing. <laughs> he kind of looks a little bit more like, uh, like I said, he looks like some kind of spawn of Pete Davidson. I mean, how old <laughs> is Pete Davidson now? I don't know, dude. I have no idea. It might be like one of his, 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 and uh, what's what's that fucking demon in fucking woman clothing called? Uh, Kim Kardashian's. <laughs> oh, jeez, yeah, she's horrible. But uh, yeah, I think the thing with that was. Just like, I don't know, like he made some sort of comment that like was kind of like maybe shunning the the female audience that he has and, you know, Mm -hmm. talking about it being for the guys or something. People were just like shitting on him because they're like, oh, you have a huge female fan base. And it's just like, like, again, like they're just finding every fucking reason to, you know, give him shit for whatever. He's joking. You know, he's aware that men are also attracted to him, you know, so him saying it's for the guys is a joke. You know, but it's like, fuck, you know, it's like you can't win. So, yeah. Um, so I was like, you know, when I mean, some of this shit, like I saw on Instagram and TikTok. And while I'm scrolling through my fucking timeline, I came across this other story. Uh, not so much a story, but like uh, there's an Instagram uh, goes by uh, Jake. Um, I think it's it's like Jacob, but it's J-A-K-E-H-O-B-A. C and then K God damn it. So it's like Jake Hoback. So Jake J A K E H O B A C K knives on Instagram. Um his account uh I guess got restricted um by Instagram and it said uh it was restricted for advertising um because it didn't comply with the advertising policies um on affecting business assets. Um the thing is, is they have no flagged content. They've never had any sort of issues with flagged content in the past. They just immediately got their account restricted. And I guess this started back in like April, May. Uh-huh. Um, so they, you know, there's like a an appeals process for like Instagram or Facebook that you can do, which is kind of a joke. You know, it's like you can appeal it, but you kind of already know what they're going to say or that they've already kind of made a decision. So goes through like an appeals process, tries to contact people, customer service, sending emails, all this stuff, because, you know, through phone calls, messages and everything, basically none of it's worked and he hasn't been able to appeal it. And, you know, essentially what he's trying to figure out is like, he's just asking the basic questions, you know, what led specifically to uh, his account getting restricted and you know, the who, what, where, when, and why of the account restriction, but no explanation, just that it goes against their policy. Very vague. Hey, did, you, did you say his last name was H-O-B-A-C-K? Yeah, so the it's J-A-K-E-H-O-B-A-C-K, and then Knives. 
K N I V E S. Looking at his his website right now, dude, and it's super tame, dude. Really, he's got yeah, some really nice shit. It's just knives like on displays with cool fucking backgrounds and stuff. Like not stabbing anything. There's nothing fucking. Oh, getting... here we go. He's got one. He's got one with a a rifle. You think that might have been what caused that? Maybe. I mean, I know they're bad about yeah, guns, like but like the thing yeah, is, dude, is they they could fucking see a a, a goddamn dildo. And be fine with it before they fucking see like anything moderately close to a fucking gun, and they're like, "Oh, oh, oh, god, oh, god." See, but that particular post, at least according to him, never got flagged, and it wasn't like, "Hey, take this one down," you know, like, "Hey, you you have a violation, you need to take this down or you know modify it in some way, shape, or form." No mm-hmm. notification at all, like no, you know, take this one down, take that one down. You know, most things that like have violations, they have multiple violations before they get some sort of like account restriction or even you know, get their account banned and like yeah. nothing of the sort, just immediate restriction and like no you ability think, to actually appeal it. You think this is like some way, shape, form of Instagram, maybe even, you know, now that fucking Twitter is no longer Twitter's X, it's owned by fucking Elon and all that. Uh-huh. You think those same people that he might've kicked out of fucking Twitter have like migrated over to fucking Instagram and now trying to be like, let's, let's implement the same kind of shit we had going on at Twitter. To, well, I, to I think you're. I guess. I think you were initially right with what you were commenting on about like, oh look, there's a gun in this one, right? Like, there's all kinds of regulations on firearms, firearms industry, things that even look like firearms with airsoft and paintball and you know replica stuff and you know like there's no end in it, you know, and it's like you know yeah. kind of knives in a way go hand in hand with firearms because you know even though knives you know have a purpose, you know you can you know there you. You, you know, like there's utility knives, I mean, there's all kinds it, of different all, things you can do with knives. But like at the end of the day, the big argument is that they're essentially weapons, just like a gun. Right. It's not really a tool. It's a weapon. Right. So it's like I think it just has to do with like the broad term of like, oh, it's a weapon. Right. And I mean, because like, I mean, we don't necessarily I don't think at least stateside have like a, a huge fucking epidemic of uh, knife assaults. You know, but you do in other countries where there's restrictions on firearms. You know, there's knife assaults all the time in fucking UK. Yeah, was that one fucking you know. time that guy was stabbing people with the narwhal tusk or something? Well, I think it was like a civilian, you know, because even knives are illegal. Like, even for civilians, like, you know. So, I think there was somebody that was stabbing people. And I think uh, a civilian had grabbed, like, a narwhal tusk. Like, there was like a... Decoration inside of a local business that he used as a weapon to fend off this attacker, but it's crazy, dude, because you know that's what's coming when you talk (laughs) about like people that want to restrict gun access. That at some point it's going to be like, oh, now we need to get rid of knives. You You know know that guy channeled like his inner fucking like British redcoat. He's all like, (laughs) all right, defense attention, boys, Mm -hmm. charge. (laughs) But it's crazy, dude. That's what it took. You know, like somebody had to go get some fucking random sharp object because you know you're not allowed to fucking have any sort of anything you know got to be completely dependent on you know the police and then like the police that show up you know at least in those situations like the only the only police that have firearms are like tactical teams that get called in kind of like a SWAT team they basically just have tasers and batons that's it and a a fucking nasty bite you know you don't want (laughs) to get bitten with that I think you might have to take like a tetanus shot after being bit by a British person 
Oh, because <laughs> they, they have fucking Austin Powers teeth or what? Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. I think I'd rather get star- stabbed with the fucking narwhals. Those could probably be easier to stitch up. Yeah. I, well, I think people that were commenting on this uh, post, too, were just kind of saying that, like, there were at least, you know, one or two other knife accounts. Like, not just not just his, but just other people's accounts selling knives that had also, um, you know, had some sort of restriction put in place um and you know i think it's just again you know kind of this uh agenda of you know zero tolerance on weapons is just like you know when it's people retarded. talk about like hey you know it's not just going to stop with guns you know it's not you can't let any sort of restriction take place with guns because that's just one more liberty that you're never going to get back and they're just going to keep trying yeah. to take take and take until they've taken everything and so that's why you know everything's fought for tooth and nail like when people are talking about like Oh, you know, common sense gun restrictions and stuff like that. It's like fuck that common sense gun restrictions. It's like because there's there's no point where there's like an acceptable level of you know rollback. It's gonna be like, okay, we've gotten here, but we can be even better. We can be even safer, and we can restrict even more. You know, it's just like you know. And then once once the guns are gone, then it's just like okay, what else can we take? You know, uh, you know. And the thing is, like, there's all kinds of laws that already say you can't have knives and. All that kind of shit. Like, you can't just walk around with a fucking kitchen knife. You know, that's a felony. Which is crazy, too, because, you know, um, in the United States, you can have a concealed weapon, like a kitchen knife or a straight-edge knife, you know, that's concealed on your person. And it'd be a felony charge. But you can have a, you know, a loaded firearm and it'd be a misdemeanor. How does that make sense? doesn't make any fucking sense. But that's, you know, kind of how it is. Yeah. So, yeah, man, kind of sucks, dude, that that's what's happening with some of these, uh, you know, knife sellers and stuff, because I actually follow quite a few of them. You know, a lot of these guys are, you know, running well, businesses I mean, out of their house, their garage. You know, they're doing, like, custom knives, you know, making shit out yeah, of this, Damascus steel whole, and whatever. Yeah, no, this whole time I've been looking at his stuff, and he has some really fucking neat stuff. Like, There's you guys some, get the time, fucking go check this dude, shit out. And it's affordable. nice. He sells some yeah. affordable-ass knives, dude, and, like, the Damascus yeah. steel ones are beautiful, man. Like, I mean, oh, if yeah, you watch, like, that show Forge and Fire... He's like uh-huh. one of those, they're, you know, he's basically the equivalent of one of those motherfuckers in his garage knocking out, yeah, like, fucking works of, of art. Yeah, just making fucking amazing stuff out of a fucking lawnmower blade and stuff. Yeah, dude, crazy. I wish I had skill like that. I mean, I'm sure he just didn't get it overnight. He worked at it for a long time, but, God, man, the amount of time, practice, and probably, you know, I mean, how much material was basically junk, you know, from practicing and trying to do shit over and over again before he started turning out, like, stuff that was even worth, you know, showing his friends, you know, yeah. before he got yeah, to a but, point where he can like sell it, you, you know, comfortable showing it to your best friend. He was like, that's a piece of shit. Yeah, man. dude. Not be like looking like fucking trying to make a spice rack, like Homer Simpson and shit, you know, <laughs> fucking nails sticking out of it. All. Out <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it's fucking cool. I, I, I was inspired at least for a little bit when I saw the forge and fire show and, you know, all these people that were making fucking knives. I'm like, that sounds badass. And, some of the stuff is not that expensive to get into, but like, you know, buying the raw material, the steel and all that kind of stuff like that is, you know. Well, so. yeah, once you, once you buy that good, you know, you buy that good steel and whatever, and if you're still kind of, you know, garbage at it and you make something that's pretty shit still, you know, you still spent good material to make that monstrosity. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's your monstrosity and yeah. still put it on the you, wall. You're mo- yeah, your mom's gonna hang it up on the fucking fridge. Yeah, this is my retirement knife. I'm this is my first and last knife ever made. <laughs> so I go to stick to spending three hundred dollars on a benchmade or something, you know. Hey, you're like one of a kind. You can never get this anywhere else. Two million dollars. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's fucking crazy. I so uh yeah, that's pretty shitty. And then like, you know, going into uh you know, restrictions and stuff like that that are um taking place. Um, you know, I mentioned before the show that um Enola Gay um had posted something um on their Instagram uh, basically indicating that their um, EG67 frag grenades are no longer available. Um, basically, ATF regulations have changed, and uh, they basically posted, um, you know, a little story uh, on their Instagram page acknowledging this. Um, and I wrote it down here. It says, um, in response to the change in regulation of smoke grenades announced by the ATF, we want to clarify where EG products stand. Our new ATF exemptions include um, the EG-25, the WP-40, uh, the TP-40, the Twin Vent 2, and the EG-18, which are all different types of smoke grenades that have timers of like 25 seconds all the way up to like 90 seconds um, in different colors. Um, these products are available for you to purchase and use. Um, the EG-67 and the WPPG are not currently part of this exemption. It says we continue to work closely with the authorities to ensure the safe and legal use of our products. Um, and it's pretty disappointing, you know, cause yeah. I mean, those fucking frag grenades are pretty badass. I mean, I've been able to, you know, use them a couple of times. Um, I was never one of those guys that like showed up and, you know, dropped a couple of hundred bucks on a bunch of these, you know, cause they run like 10, $12, so you know, a piece. Yeah, I mean, $10, $12 a piece, you know, there's guys that are buying, like, 50 of them, you know, like, for a weekend, it's, like, fuck, a couple hundred bucks. It's almost as expensive as the whole event, you know, just to throw these explosive uh, things around. It's crazy, dude. I mean, but they really added a good element to the game, and, you know, it's nice because, you know, they actually would, you know, kind of, like, shower BBs when they'd explode. So, like, you know, some not only did they blow up and add to the ambiance of, like, the realism of the Milsims, but at the same what, time, what like, really you could get hit with a BB. Though. Yeah, mm-hmm. what really fucking blows that? I was like, dude, they don't even fucking pose to reasoning. They're just like, yeah, we just changed the rules. Right. And it's like, motherfucker, one day, like, you can't just fucking go around and change in whatever the fuck you like whenever the fuck you like, you know? Yeah, and we've complained about this not, in the past, a, like, with me and Joe. You know, it's just like ATF just kind of, like, loosely interprets certain stuff to mean certain shit. And it's like, they're not a lawmaking, you know, organization, you know? Yeah. And it's like, they're constantly you know, tweaking these different existing laws to encompass something else and restrict something else. And it's like, these aren't laws that were passed by Congress. You know, I mean, to me, a lot of the shit that they're doing is unlawful, but there's literally nobody to challenge the ATF, you know, aside. The only way they would be get challenged is through like a change in the bureaucracy, a change in leadership, you know, a change in the administration. And, uh, you know, until something like that happens meaningfully, you know, all this shit's going to continue to occur. Okay, you know? so what what, uh, what EG grenades did you say they, they banned again? Cause um, the EG-67 and the WPPGs, which the EG-67s, I think, are the most familiar. You know, those are every game. Yeah. You know, the P fucking grenades. Expl- okay. P grenades. And, I mean, so, I love the P grenades because, like, you, people actually get hit and call their hits. You know, like, of course we can go back to using the little CO2 ones that, just make a loud sound. Well, here's, here's here's why I brought that back up. Mm-hmm. Now, for a while, fucking Tagen got the same shit. Now, I think Tagen was morally along the lines because they're a Russian producer. They're like a Russian company, I guess. Mm-hmm. But they they just literally, like, they got their shit. Like, they were like, oh, you couldn't fucking get none other stuff for a while. And then they, they got, I guess their shit was like all around, along the lines of all that embargo stuff. 
But either way, they managed to get their stuff like shipped out of another fucking country, so it went around the fucking embargoes and stuff like that. But I, as as far as I know, I might be wrong. Maybe somebody else out there in the audience or whatever knows more on this. But as far as I know, all their shit is good to go in the states, and everybody knows that. Like tagging is by far the best, you know, pyro. I mean, in my opinion, it beats out EG shit. Like EG is great for smoking all that. But when it comes to pyro, especially like nades, uh, the fucking launchers and all that. Oh, well, yeah, shooting the, the chalk rounds shit. and stuff like that, yeah. Yeah, they got some of the best shit out there. And as far as I fucking know, they're still good to sell all that. So why the fuck is it like these pea grenades? And now I do know that when they did that whole re, uh, that re, like that movement around in their company, that they also, you had to, in order to purchase their products, you had to get the, uh, like, like a license, I guess. But uh-huh. like it's literally like a test. You go on their website, you take the test, they you pass it. They literally give you all the fucking answers. You pass the test, you get like a, you, you end up in their system somehow with like a, a serial number or whatever. Is, and whenever you go buy their pyro at wherever's, assume, you know, dealer, you just show them that, that number and they'll put it in the system and it clears you to buy their stuff. So, you know, like what? What's what's the situation here that like, EG just I don't know. Like ATF is just like, oh, it, we're okay to sell this, I, this, I, but not this. I mean, this is just speculation, and I'm not 100 percent sure that anything I'm about to say is like in any way, ac- you know, any way, shape, or form accurate. But I know that there have been some issues in the past where you know people say you know buy these EG 67s or other things at an event, you know that are, you know, people are basically told you know, hey, use these at the field, you know, don't take these back to your home states because they might not be legal, you know, especially like if you're coming from California or something like that, you know, don't use them in public, don't do anything that's going to bring a bad light to Airsoft, to our company, to all of these things. And I know that people have even been in trouble for, say, trying to fly with these things, you know, putting them in their fucking luggage, you know, and and getting in trouble for shit like that. And they fucking tell you not to do that, right? And so, I mean, I think it's nothing recent, but I want to say that, you know, at some point, you know, with some of the stupid shit that people have done, that it's drawn attention, you know, to EG, you know, and mm-hmm. with that, you know, once you're kind of in their line of sight, you know, you basically can't shake it. And so I think that, you know, EGs are pretty popular, you know, they are at a lot of events, they sponsor a lot of events. And, you know, really, I think what it's just come down to in terms of, um, you know, the attention that they're getting from the ATF probably has to do, um, you know, with people that have purchased their products and uh, misused them and, you know, brought attention, you know, to the product, to the company that kind of, you know, ultimately resulted in, you know, maybe what we're seeing. I think I don't think it has anything to do with the company or anything that really makes the product, you know, inherently unsafe as much as it is just like, you know, I mean, fucking... As a gun owner, you can go out right now and, you know, violate many laws and fucking hurt people, maim people, kill people. And, you know, you're not supposed to do any of that stuff, right? But people do do it. And then, of course, that one gun owner that probably shouldn't have owned a gun, you know, if they were having mental health issues or whatever else, should have just surrendered their gun or, you know, fucking hurt themselves if they were going to hurt anybody, you know, instead of hurting all kinds of other people before, you know, fucking taking their own life or whatever, but that kind of attention, you know, applies to all gun owners now. So something like that happens and all of a sudden 
everybody's, you know, in this big outcry to restrict gun access, you know, ownership, you know, fucking the ability for people to purchase ammunition and all that kind of thing. And I kind of think it's probably something along those lines where somebody probably did something dumb. Uh, I mean, and it's not really that hard to imagine what their softers. I mean, there's plenty of fucking responsible people that play the game, but there's just as many people that are mouth breathing idiots. So I wouldn't doubt it. And I think that probably for Anola Gay, um, you know, who knows why they were initially brought whatever attention they had before that kind of initially restricted them. I think it mainly had to do with import stuff. But, you know, I feel like for them, it would just be a matter of time for, you know, somebody to shoot a tag in and really fuck somebody up or for somebody to use it inappropriately in some other place outside of an event that would probably, you know, get the attention of some other authority that would probably then look at possibly restricting their stuff. You know, you hope that's not going to happen, but I mean, really, you could just, you know, hope that people are going to use shit appropriately. And, you know, actually use their head. I mean, a lot of times it just doesn't happen, you know? Yeah, it's, it's unfortunate. Yeah, EG's fucking... Being the biggest one. I mean, the EG's a, what, uh, you know, American-based company, or...? Yeah, yeah, they're stateside. Yeah, so, I'm fucking... It fucking sucks. sucks. Yeah, it does. I mean, like I said, I didn't buy them a lot, but I really appreciated the people that did, because it really just added a little something-something to the game. You know, all these explosions going off everywhere. It was fucking cool, dude. It was cool. And, I mean, I think you'll still hear some of that stuff because people will still, you know, try to go to, like, alternate, you know, devices for, uh, you know, like impact grenades and all that kind of stuff like that. It just don't yeah, be the same. You know, because, like I said, people wrong. don't call their hits on those ones that don't throw BBs. You know, yeah, it could be, like, right next to them, and they'll be like, oh, uh, I was behind a building or, uh, you know, whatever. Yeah, it's like, and, and you know, people are going to cheat even if they maybe did get hit with a BB, but I just feel like maybe it just makes people a little more honest. Um, that's what I'm wondering. I'm wondering, with, you know, just because I guess I would consider myself a tagging fanboy. Um, mm-hmm. Does that mean their fucking shit is going to skyrocket or does that mean their shit's going to get knocked off? Or, I mean, you know, it's which... it's probably worth speculating because, I mean, they kind of, uh, you know, they're very similar, you know, so it's just like, you know, will they also be looked at? Possibly. Yeah. You I know, mean, do you hope that they won't thing. be? <laughs> you know, yeah, I don't hope that. Yeah. Definitely. yeah. So it, it just it just sucks that it happened to EG, you know, because that begs the question whether or not it's going to happen to Tag in too. So, uh, shit. Let's see. Um, there was something that happened. Uh, this story was actually this was actually pretty interesting. It wasn't even so much a story as that. Uh, like I saw a photo, um, of like a you know a book that like documents like all proposed amendments that have taken place, like, you know, going back to the beginning of the constitution for like things that have been introduced, uh, you know, say to Congress, you know, for consideration. And there's plenty of crazy shit that like, you know, at least at the beginning of our country's inception that were introduced that are just terrible fucking ideas. Um, I mean, absolutely terrible. Like I saw stuff that was like, uh, restricting interracial marriage, uh, restricting um, the ability for people to accumulate so much wealth. Uh, I mean, just fucked up shit. Like, I mean, stuff that's, you know, borderline, like, tyrannical as far as, like, you know, freedoms that people have now. Um, a lot of stuff that was shot down, and you're like, who the fuck introduced these? But yeah, this one that I saw, um, I thought was actually uh, pretty decent. Um, so in 1916... Um, 
this was the proposition um, to modify the Constitution. And, I mean, at least most of this is a good idea. Uh, it says, all acts of war should be put to a national vote. Anyone voting yes has to register as a volunteer for service in the United States Army. Hmm. The reason I think that's such a good idea is because how many times do you have lawmakers that just, you know, kind of willy-nilly like, oh, yeah, let's just, uh, you know, fucking throw money at this problem or, you know, let's posture and kind of poke the bear in this response and, you know, like, you know, the argument's always like, you know, that, I mean, I mean, to a certain extent, like we've become the world police and we involve ourselves on all kinds of things. But, you know, I just wonder how many lawmakers would really, you know, be say voting for, you know, like a yes vote. Yeah. Hesitant at at that point. Like if, you know, I mean, just being a lawmaker, you know, didn't necessarily like protect you from service, you know, I mean, maybe like there's a core group that you can't because they got to make decisions or something like that. But, you know, like family members, other people, you know, you'd have to be like, oh, vote no. <laughs> right. Like, oh, I'm going to publicly right. say yeah. yes, like, huh. but everybody else vote no, you know, yeah. because then, you know, you're not going to get people that are just like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, trying to trump everybody up, you know, getting other people to decide to vote yes, because, you know, even if somebody were to hype me or you up. And we're like, oh yeah, let's fucking go to fucking Afghanistan and fuck them up. And it's like, yeah, all right the then, well, not leading the charge. Yeah, it's like, all right then, motherfuckers, you wanted to vote yes. Well, now you're probably gonna get fucking, uh, you know, called for service then. And you're like, oh well, I, I don't want to go. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and no, and no fucking soft cushy job is behind the line either. Yeah, you know. So I feel like you know we wouldn't be because I mean the thing is is I mean the perception is is that whenever people are deciding to go into these conflicts, you know, send our soldiers overseas. Uh, you know, that we're constantly, you know, sending, uh, you know, a lot of people that have joined the military that aren't rich, right? I mean, they're they're not the most well-off, you know, and, and I think as far as the, the rank it, uh, and file of most of the military, I would say the just, South. What is this? You know, the, uh, what do you call it? The fucking, that fucking, I can't even fucking think. Uh, the band, System of a Down, they got that one fucking, you know, lyric in their song where it's like, "What do they always? Why do they always send the poor to war?" Yeah, or some shit like that. There you go. Yeah, yeah, so, and, and, and I mean that's, it's exactly the thing. Is like you know the the South, you know, tends to send a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of people tend to send up, you know, sign up for the military, uh, you know, and they represent, you know, a good portion of that military, and it's like. I don't know. I mean, I think that you, you, it's you really easy to send all of these. It's really easy to send all of them, you know, as yeah. long as, you know, we don't have to go. And it's like, well, yeah, you know, the rich, you know, in their ivory towers are constantly going to fucking vote for conflict because the, you know, the military industrial yeah. complex wants to make a shit ton of money from contracts and all of this kind of stuff. And it's like, all right, then, you know, let's, let's really put this to a vote and like, you know, see, you're going to try to send all of these poor, or middle-class people, you know, to die, you know, so that you can make a, a buck or whatever the case is. Uh, I just feel like it would um, not pass. You know, a lot of these things wouldn't move forward. Yeah, no, definitely people would be like, oh, whoa, 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 they're gay. Well, I mean, check this out, dude. Donald Trump, motherfucker didn't put us in any sort of new conflict while he was in. 
he was promising to pull us out, but he was saying he wanted to do it in a way that was like not just abrupt, you know, not going to lead to a power vacuum, but like no new conflicts under his administration, which is like the first time that's happened. And like, who knows how long going back, however many administrations. And then Mm -hmm. you get Biden that comes in, you know, basically just haphazardly pulls us out, creates this vacuum, you know, and then involves us in all these other conflicts. You know, know, dude, we're fucking financing all kinds of shit going on. We have all this money getting thrown into all of these different things. You know, meanwhile, you have like a place like Lahaina in Hawaii that's burned to the fucking ground. Super suspicious. They're restricting all kinds of stuff, you know, while, you know, uh, people's ability to access, you know, any parts of this town and stuff like that. And just super weird, dude, like all kinds of questions. But. You know, you have all these rich people that didn't have their fucking houses destroyed, but, like, the whole town's destroyed, but that was also a place that they wanted to make, like, a quote-unquote smart city. And, oh, conveniently, it's burned up by a fire. I'm I'm not aware, really, of all that shit. I know there was a fire in Hawaii. I don't know where or what happened, but now that, you know... Lahaina's in Maui. I actually... Lahaina was beautiful, dude. I've been to Lahaina. It was a beautiful, beautiful place, and it's fucking gone. And it's great. And yeah, I'm not never, I've never been one for like conspiracies because I always feel like, oh God, you sound like that one fucking guy, right? But like, ah, it sounds kind of sketchy from what you're telling me. You're like, hmm. Yeah, dude. And it's like, where's all the money to repair and rebuild the, you know, uh, a fucking city in our state? What the fuck, dude? We're like, we're, we're arguing over $40 billion to Ukraine and, you know, however many billion dollars to help Israel and all these billions of dollars to do this and that. Dude, Biden passed something like, you know, within the past couple of weeks, past couple of months that had to do with um, giving $700 to um, people that were affected by the Hawaii fires. 700 Right, right. I saw that. Yeah, dude. And like, then, are you if fucking I'm correct? That's I think insane. Their cost of living is way fucking higher over there, right? Oh, yeah, dude, it's fucking astronomical. It's like living in New York. Yeah, so you're not... $700 is going to do goddamn shit. I mean, I throw $100 worth of gas in my gas tank a week. So, that's fucking ridiculous. That doesn't do shit. Yeah, I mean, it's literally nothing. And it's like, dude, like, our own our own people are getting peanuts. And, you know, but we're just spending billions on... Other countries, and, and it just doesn't yeah, make any fucking sense. Yeah, we don't know where sense. any of it is going. Nobody is like, you know, what's all that fucking money that's gone unaccount- unaccounted for in Ukraine? Like, we're just sending them cash, and it's like, uh, where the fuck is this shit going, you know? Or at least some fucking... Well, and what's crazy is you'll be called, like, a nationalist or, like, a racist or any of these things, like, when you're saying shit like this. But it just doesn't make any sense, you know? I mean, like, you get people that are coming over the border, and they're getting sent to places like New York and everywhere else. They're getting put up in fucking nice hotels because they basically have a law in the state that says that they have to house people, you know, whether they're legal or illegal because, you know, it gets so cold there, um, you know, that basically people can like freeze to death. So, I mean, they're being they're being given everything. And at the same time, you have homeless veterans and other people in other states that are fucking getting no help at all. But like. You know, we have no problems, uh, you know, paying for people that are coming here in violation of our federal laws and supporting them. And then, you know, we basically allow people that have actually served our country to basically live in squalor. And, yeah. you know, then you, you have the same example on a, on a national 
you know, level with like one of our cities being burned to the fucking ground and us making like no concerted efforts to, you know, have our federal government step in and provide a meaningful amount of money to fucking rebuild it. You have celebrities that are like trying to raise money, you know, for all these nonprofit organizations to rebuild. But anybody that knows anything about any of these nonprofits, like half the time, like you're lucky if 30 or 40% of that money ever sees anything. It's all bureaucracy shit. And like just these, you know, making these, uh, nonprofits more money, uh, you know, and you get people that are pissed, like seriously, the rock and Oprah, they're like, Oh, we donated 500,000. It's like you motherfuckers are worth like a hundred million dollars. You know, Oprah's worth a billion dollars and, you're you're donating a pittance, you know, of money. Yeah, you tell me, like you telling me, I can't find a house under my seat right now. Yeah, it's That's it's crazy, happen. dude. I mean, the thing is, is like people are gonna, you know, probably be forced to, you know, sell their land, you know, through some sort of imminent domain, which I think is what some of the Hawaiian government officials are trying to do. I mean, it is. I, I mean, it sounds very conspiracy like, but I mean, at this point, like with all of the stuff that you know, you've kind of found out. You know, like over the years that the federal government's been involved in from like declassified documents, you know, going back to, you know, the early years, you know, the 1900s, 2030s, all this stuff like that. You find out the government's done a lot of crazy shit, you know, that like you would, you would never think that they would have. And and you're just like, and like half of the shit that they've done has also been without like the awareness of like the rest of the fucking anyone, anyone. Yeah. You know, so like, you're just like, fuck? you're like, so when people are like, you're really being a conspiracy theorist right now, like, it's impossible for something that big to get done without somebody knowing. It's like, how many people just randomly fucking die, dude? Like, it's crazy. It's a big old fucking joke. But like, how many people close to the Clintons have been fucking suicided, you know, murdered and, you know, mugged randomly or, you know, was involved in a dead. fucking car crash? Like, Dude, like the accident rate, you know, or the the untimely death rate of people that are fucking, you know, associate with that family is insane, you know. But everybody's just like, well, you know, accidents happen, you know. It's just like it's crazy, man, that that's like bullshit. Where that's going? I know we kind of you know went off on a tangent, but you know, I really just think at the end of the day that you know something like that, you know, should, um, you know, be something that's done because I feel like you know there's these you know, people in like these positions of power, like they really don't have anything to fear. Um, nothing's going to happen to them. They're never going to have to, you know, do any sort of service like this. And, you know, they basically, uh, are just riding on the backs of everybody else's, you know, hard work when it comes to, you know, something, you know, like a freedom, not being free. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, there's I all kinds that's... of other people paying those dues. I honestly, at this point, I don't believe anybody that gets into politics is doing it to better shit. I think it's just like, well, I'm going to get my pay cut. Well, know? fucking Joe mentioned it. Um, who's that one uh, famous dude? Uh, God damn it. I mean, he's he's very well known now. Um, the Navy SEAL guy. Oh, Dan Crenshaw? Dan Crenshaw. Dan Crenshaw seemed like a super good dude. Like, he's going in there to kind of, like, you know, represent, you know, like, the soft community, the military in general. And all of this kind of stuff. And, like, maybe to a certain extent, like, like he is, you know, like, but I, I don't think right, making somebody, as big of an impact. Somebody waved a fucking stack of cash in front of him. Right. Like, like, he's not making as big of an impact as you would have hoped he would have when he first went in there. You know, he's kind of been, you know, I think to a certain extent kind of, like, you know, tainted by, uh, you know, the cesspool that is the politics, you know, up there in Washington. Because, 
you know, he's up there like with Pelosi in terms of like how good he is at investing in things, uh, you yeah. know, and making like shit loads of money. He's basically just gone in step with, uh, you know, all of the people, you know, that I think at one point he was talking shit about. And now he's one of them. Right. You know. I mean, I'm sure to a part it also, you know, I feel bad for those that do, you know, join up and be like, hey, I'm here to make a difference. And then they just step in this world of like, oh, oh, you can't do anything here. And right. You, you know, you kind of get that fucking, well, if you can't beat them, fucking join them. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Man, that's uh, very possible. I mean, yeah, if they, you're like, well, you know, I fucking fought really hard to get here. You know, and I want to basically just get tossed out of my ass and not have anything to show for it. Well, well, fuck. I mean, like you said, I mean, how many of those have also been like, you know, it's like, hey, I'm here to make a fucking change. And somebody steps in, you know, and they're like, hey, hey, you're making too many problems, man. You need to settle down. Right. Sit down now. You're, yeah. Or you're going to wake up dead, <laughs> you know? <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, uh, okay, I'll take the money. Yeah. Crazy shit, dude. So, I mean, it's, it's fucking, I mean, unfortunately, that's what it is. And I feel like it's always been that way in a sense. So. Oh, yeah, forever, what, man. Oh, what, what fuck? I mean, we're kind of fucked <laughs> in that sense. That's how I feel about it. I think there was like a video that I saw that was posted. And I don't think it, this guy was basically like, I think he prefaced it with like, look, I'm not trying to say that I am for a civil war or trying to incite any sort of civil war. He's like, but there's all kinds of stuff, you know, that's happened, um, you know, like with our government, you know, what they're doing, what they're allowed to do, what people are kind of allowing to occur. He's like, you know, and, you know, we argue all the time about, you know, our Second Amendment rights, you know, being for the purpose of, uh, you know, standing up to a tyrannical government. He's like, so with that being said, he goes, at what point are you not considered a terrorist for being willing to take up arms to basically stand up to what you believe is a tyrannical government. Like at what point, like serious question, you know, it's like how much has to occur, how much has to be endured before you can really look at everything and be like, you know what? Maybe you're not a radical. I think that, and I think the system has gotten. I mean, look what they're doing to Trump. Putting Trump's well, just like, I mean, in you know, overall, they're, so they're, to your, your question, like, right? If if you're like, the purpose is not to incite a civil war, right? But it's just like, dude, the system we got in place is just no fucking good. We got to get that shit out of here. And sometimes you look at it and you're like, well, fuck, dude. The only way you you can really see that going out of here is by force. Right. But then I feel like the system's done such a good job at marginalizing both sides. I mean, there's fucking idiots on both sides. Well, the thing is, is, I mean, I think what the government's always done and continues to do very well is keep everybody divided. Right. Coke, Coke and Pepsi platforms, you know, fucking cowboys and 49ers. Like you just, you have investments in these things that you don't really have investments in, but you're just so invested in, you know, the being right and them being wrong uh, you know, yeah. Republicans and Democrats, like, are they really all different? You know, we just mentioned Dan Crenshaw being this guy that's supposed to go in there and kind of shake things up. Now he's doing, you know, essentially what people like Nancy Pelosi have been doing for the past 40 years. And it's like, is there really anything different about the red ticket or the blue ticket? Or is it just, is it just a different logo with that's stamped on the same shit? 
You know, right. they're all shit. But we think that, okay, well, we would support this one because these are the things that this party supports, you know, when it comes to fiscal spending and national security and, you know, immigration and abortion and, you know, all of these freedoms and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, minimal, minimal, you know, government intrusions and the ability to stand up to the Second Amendment. And it's like, oh, the Democrats, it's like, oh, yeah, you know, they, you know, they represent the populace, you know, and the unions and, you know, education and, you know, all of this stuff and science and all these other, you know, welfare programs and, you know, the freedom of the body and being able to, you know, abort somebody if you want and all this kind of stuff. Like, you know, yeah. like, I mean, I, I, the thing is, is like, I kind of believe a little, a little bit of both, you know, at the, at the end of the day, I'm not going to vote all red because I'm on this camp. I'd sooner be an independent, you know, and just kind of mm-hmm. figure out what's what I like, what's best for me and not just follow and, and- what somebody tells me how to vote. And that's what I kind of bring up on that subject. It's like, let's say you we get to the point somewhere where we do throw out the system, right? Somehow, fucking some miracle, we throw out the system, right? Right. You're still gonna have, you're still gonna have the right. You're gonna have the left. And you're gonna have the center. And at what point, you know, obviously the right doesn't want what we want, or the left doesn't want what we want. Everybody's gonna have different ideas. Like, well, we don't want fucking guns in this, and it's like, uh, are we right back to where we fucking started? You know? Right. Like. Ooh, well, know, and like, can you trust that whatever, whatever, um, you know, like organization kind of takes lead, you know, on an overthrow of the government, are they not going to be, you know, are they going to be so reasonable as to kind of like step back, give up power, allow, you know, duly appointed elections to occur, you know, to put right. safeguards in place that, you know, reassure everybody that, that it's not being a stuffed ballot box, you know? Yeah, or, I mean... Like, you know, it really brings the questions, like yeah, to, like, whether or not they're just not going to install themselves, you know, and we're going to have mean, a worse problem perfect, of, like, a dictator. Perfect fucking example. Yeah, no, perfect example. I mean, it's just, like, it's like Africa, dude. Like, every fucking... It's, like, all of those coups, coups and then all those fucking, like, regime changes and shit. And it's like, oh, it's this party that takes over. And they take by force, right? So there's always, like, some fucking insurrection, some fucking civil war that goes on in some, you know, African country. Right, and then leaders you, like a general, you, right? Yeah, and right, and they're like, oh, hey, we're, we're fucking pro this, we're pro that. And it's always, it's never like, it's always, you know, it seems to me like it's always like, oh, well, it's the right side of the country. Now it's the left side. And it's like they all take chances or take turns of running that country mm-hmm. through whatever coup or fucking, you know, civil war. And then it immediately reverts to being the same piece of shit it was before. Right. Well, like the exact e- same fucking government. Even still, like you know, you constantly get that push and pull, right? You know, so eventually they get cooed, and then the other the the cooers get cooed, like, and it's just like you know, back and forth. I mean, it's almost the same thing, like with our elections. You know, like how yeah. often is it kind of like, oh, it's Democrat, and it's either four or eight years, and oh, we hate these policies, and then we vote for a Republican, hoping that's going to correct it. And, like maybe it does get better, but other people don't like it, so then. We vote the Republican out. We go back to Democrats, and it's like, oh, well, well, wow, now shit's even fucking worse. Maybe we should go with a Republican, or maybe we should just go with a more moderate Democrat. You know, it's like, you know, you're constantly doing this crazy back and forth, like hoping that at some point it's going to correct itself, and it just doesn't. Yeah, you know, but it fucking definitely teeter totters, and it never stays in the center. Yeah, it's funny though. Like, you know, we initially this was all about like fucking, you know, whether we should have an amendment in place to to, you know, fucking keep people accountable, like, for their votes, you know, and, and right. you kind of end up where we ended up with that. But, I mean, it all, you know, it's all 
I think just part of like, I think people were just sick of the idea that it's like, um, you know, do as I say, not as I do, you know, there's like one set of rules for them and one set of rules for us. You know, it's like, you know, have you seen these January 6th videos that are starting to come out that basically show how unruly, you know, uh, the people were there. It was ridiculous. Like the police basically let them in. You know, and like there's there's videos of police officers basically being like, yo, they set us up. We asked for all this back, all this backup and they denied it. And they're like, just let these motherfuckers in, you know, and they get let in and, you know, basically just get shown around the Capitol, you know, by these officers and stuff like that. And then at some point they get asked to leave and they all fucking leave. I mean, it's crazy, like how they hyped up some of this shit. And like you're finding out that that, you know, nothing happened to these people. And then I actually saw a video that was. Um, purporting that, you know, some of the people that were there were like related to Nancy Pelosi and that there were other people that, um, you know, like were part of some sort of, um, like investigative news organization. That's like, you know, kind of claiming that, you know, they had some hand and, you know, kind of getting some of these people hyped up to do what they did, mm-hmm. you know, but like you haven't seen those people get prosecuted. You know, yeah. you have other videos of, uh, you know, people that are like in street clothes, indicating that they're, you know, going um, undercover into the crowd as Antifa. You know, telling this to some of the D.C. coppers that are like Capitol Police before they go in. And you're like, oh, I thought there weren't any. You know, you're just like, dude, there's so much, there's so much shit that's starting to come out. And it's like, you know, there were decision makers, like even on the Republican side, that kind of okayed some of these videos not being released. And it's like, why, you know, for really for the truth, you know, the Republicans are supposed to be on the side of truth and rallying for, you know, the, uh, you know, correcting all the injustices that these Democrats have done. Like, well, then why were they okay with some of this stuff being kind of like put under wraps, which I think is part of like why, like Kevin McCarthy got ousted. Because I think he probably could have, you know, had some of these things released and they weren't. And it just doesn't make any sense. Uh, it's fucking crazy, dude. I mean, you can talk about politics all fucking day, but yeah, I, I, I just, I'd like this fucking, this proposed, I mean, of course it didn't pass, yeah, you know, but it's it just like, be, I really it'd think it'd be a good fucking buffer. I mean, I, in my opinion, it would make a lot of people question their decisions. And you know what the thing is too, is like, I mean, you can even argue like, okay, if that did happen, you know, they're not really going to serve like, you know, during World War II, I think Elvis got yeah, drafted. Like Elvis, have, like, Elvis served and they had him doing job. like some bullshit job where he's like, Oh look, Elvis is helping. And he's like a hundred miles behind the front lines in uniform. Yeah, like acting like he's doing something. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's, he's got a security team. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. He's got a security team. Like he's in no real harm, you know, like harm's like, way and stuff. Fried, fried banana fucking <laughs> peanut butter sandwiches in the background. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, we'll get to oh. some more lighthearted shit. Um, I mean, uh, semi lighthearted. So one of these other, uh, topics that I seen recently and, you know, this one has actually uh, been blowing up the internet. I think just as much as that Matt, Matt Reif thing has, um, are the F one races that they, took place at Las Vegas this past weekend. Oh, I thought they'd leak my big dick pictures. <laughs> <laughs> no, man, they didn't get out because the file was too big. Fuck. Yeah, but um, you know, I guess there was a lot of controversy related to it um, for a lot of different reasons. Um, I think there were a couple things like people that were there that weren't necessarily there for the F one races. We're just complaining about how shitty it was because there were like fucking screens placed on like every walkway. 
um, yeah. like along every area so that you couldn't see the track. You couldn't even see it from above anything. Yeah, no, like you I, I had to pay to see it. And like, people were like, dude, like if you've only, if you've never been here, it's fucking sucks. And even if you have been here, you can't see shit, you know? Yeah. I mean, uh, I have a few people that I know that live down there mm. and they're just like, dude, this whole fucking formula one race is just been one giant fucking nightmare. Like mm. streets blocked off fucking just, because, you know, everybody that lives in, well, mostly everybody that lives in Vegas is somehow, you know, working in the, you know, hospitality or entertainment business there at the Strip, you know, whether right. you're working at and the racetrack is like around or, the entire main part of yeah. the Strip, so like, how do you and cross the racetrack? Like, Dude, getting to fucking work, I've heard, has been the biggest fucking nightmare for all the people, you know, just getting to work or getting wherever the fuck you, you need to go is just a fucking nightmare. Yeah. And and I've seen totally the, the things you're talking about, how, you know, if anybody's been to Vegas, when you go over the street, you don't just cross the street. You go over this, like, little sky bridge, whatever's, and those are all usually have, like, glass panels on it so you can see the, the strip and all that. And they've been covering those up, like you said. They've been covering up. <laughs> they've also been in, like, cut with, like, every, every night people just start peeling those fucking, like, uh, well, what would it be, like, fucking just some kind of like tape or some bullshit over the fucking windows to yeah. like kind of obscure it. People have been like cutting it and taping it. Well, now they got like fucking dudes up there, like security people, like literally just standing on those fucking skyway bridges and just telling people like, Hey, you can't fucking stay here. You got to keep moving. Once you get up here, you got to keep going. You can't stay. You can't stick around. And like when you've been to Vegas, how many fucking people are just standing there? Yeah. All like, the time. Singing fucking songs or, you know, selling, trying to scam you for some bullshit or whatever like those fucking things are so congested to people just standing around. It's like the fucking New York Metro. Yeah. It's and, crazy. You know, people that race, you know, that are like F1 racers and all that kind of stuff. They're just like, you know, this racetrack is a terrible racetrack. You know, pretty much we're only here because it's Vegas. We're here for the spectacle. You know, this mm -hmm. isn't really for the racers. It's not really for the viewers. You know, that everybody knows what this is and it's not for racing, you know? Yeah. And, um, you know, I think that was the sediment going around, uh, I know one of the other it's, things it's, was uh, it's been turning into a shit show from like the beginning from oh. the beginning. Oh yeah. Well, so uh, in one of the practice races, um, Ferrari had some pretty significant damage occur to their car. Um, yeah, Ferrari and somebody else. There was somebody else. That got yeah, I think I, I think there was another car. I think that might have got some damage like during the race. But I know that Ferrari specifically, I think during the practice run, nine minutes into the race, I don't even think they like had gotten around the track yet, but they ran over like a manhole cover that had some sort of like concrete sealant on it or whatever. It basically came off. Yeah. It came caused off. a significant amount of damage to the fucking car. And I guess, um, it, it hit a secondary car. I just don't remember who the other car was, but they, it fucked their car up pretty good too. Okay. Yeah. I was, I was, cause, I, cause it, I think what happened was Ferrari went over the fucking manhole cover and it right. fucked up their car, but like it flipped that out manhole coming out, came out and hit the, the secondary car and fucked their up. Like their shit up pretty good too, because if I remember correctly, that second car—I can't remember who the fuck the second one is for the life of me. Even though I could probably look it up here in a second. Um, their car actually sustained more damage, like monetary-wise, I guess, because uh -huh. it actually fucked up their like frame or something like that. Well, I think yeah. But, um, what was it? Uh, so this is an article from Essentially Sports, and it says. Uh, as an aftermath of the incident, Ferrari had to change the chassis, the internal combustion unit, 
the energy store and the control electronics on Carlos Saints um, SF23 says the cost of the parts exceeds the million dollar mark. With the cost cap being as tight as it is, F1 should consider giving some leeway um, to teams like Ferrari, um, who met with a heavy repair bill as a result of an incident caused by F1 and the organizer's oversight. Um, And basically, the reason this is brought up is because um, cars get a $135 million repair budget that um, I guess is like for the entire season. So like yeah, so as like stuff goes on, only... you know, the engine blows out, this and this happens, like it counts against like like a cap for like yeah, how much you and... can throw at the problem. And so I think the concern is is that you know, this wasn't well, really I, a race what I heard. Inc- yeah, uh, accident. It was the the track's fault right. pretty much. I mean, uh, well, F1 and, or whatever is and and but it's like is it F1? Heard, F1 doesn't want to cover it. Well, it's like is it F if is it is it F1's problem or like, you know, like an organizer putting it on with F1, you know what I mean? Like I think they're like, is it is it Vegas's fault? Is it it's, is so it from is what it I, fucking F one? You know, because I had a friend who who talked to me about it a little bit, and he's 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 into all this car stuff. And all yeah, that. see, I'm not. He's telling me that he's he was telling me. I mean, I could be he could be completely wrong, and I'm this is all secondhand shit to me. But he's telling me that when you know when Formula One comes to a place, they have to pay. You know, they have to pay the city because they're going to be blocking off all these streets. They're going to be putting up all this shit. Right. So they're they're taking over that section of, you know, the the whatever they're going to race the, the the town, you know. So then everybody who's modifying the roadways and stuff like that are contractors of F1. Yeah. So it's uh, as it was explained to me, it's under F1. So mm-hmm. the, the, another reason they're all pissed is because obviously this is F1's, you know, you could say it's the fucking city's fault. But at the same time, the city wasn't built for fucking racing F1 fucking cars on it. Right. right, and if they're F1's like, hey, going we'll, in there we'll... and making a track and they're paying people yeah. to prepare the roadways to be track-worthy, then yeah, I mean, it's totally their fault because they have a contractor that did a subpar job that resulted in damage. Yeah, so it would fall... That's what they're saying. That's what they're pissed about as well because... They shouldn't count against words, their total. Like I mean, it, I mean, yeah, really, so they should be reimbursed it, for that, anything. Yeah, and that's what they're saying. That's the issue that they're having with because it seems... Seems from what they've told me that F one's kind of not wanting to to pay it's up. Like, bro, like, excuse it. It's a million it's like, dollars, hey, motherfucker. Huh? Yeah, it's like this is no fucking Honda Civic, motherfucker. Like you know, this, well, like, dude, this look is how a much money million dollar cars F one probably spent, like to the city and everybody else to get that thing going. Do you? I mean, yeah. do you not think that like a million dollars on top of that is like very significant at all? I mean, the thing is, is they probably didn't make as much money as they'd hoped to make from doing an event in Vegas in the first place. I mean, they did their absolute fucking most to make it so that nobody could see the fucking race unless you paid for tickets. I mean, shit was so expensive there that, like, you know, if you were parking in, like, a parking garage in one of the nearby fucking uh, um, hotels, you were paying, like, 200 bucks. $200 to park for the day. Yeah, no, it's fucking stupid. And, I mean, that's that's why the, you know... Uh, Ferrari's pissed, and I I think it's um Red Bull, this other fucking car. Okay. Um, they're pissed because obviously their car sustained damage, and like you said, they have like a certain amount of money, or a certain amount of repairs, or whatever the fucking thing they can do, you know, per race. Yeah, I mean and it's almost the equivalent of like a sports team fault. having like a salary cap and having to put together a yeah. team under a certain budget, you know. So for F one, they have a budget that they have to work in, you know, to like keep their car running through the entirety of the series 
yeah, so, I mean, the one thing would be like, hey, they suffered a fucking malfunction. There's something was wrong in their fucking car, and it fucked up. But that wasn't the case. The case was the track was not a The track car. broke? <laughs> yeah, the track broke, sent a fucking manhole cover flying into a fucking car, embedding it itself into another fucking car, and, you know, fucking up their shit that is, you know, the track is all fucking covered by fucking F1. They're the ones in charge of that shit. It's like if I were to just throw out, like, what, it was like fucking Home Alone, I start throwing out fucking Marvel <laughs> on the goddamn track. Like, it's gonna fuck somebody's shit up. Whose yeah. fucking fault is that? The driver's or my fault? Because I'm the one that threw this shit out there. Exactly. So, you know, these guys are like, hey, man, like, our cars are fucked up. We gotta put this much money into it. And it wasn't on our end. It was on your guys' end. So at least fucking, you know, don't count that against us. And F1's like, no, 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 it's, it's going to count, you know, or whatever the case is. And that's why a lot of those, like, those, those fucking teams are pretty fucking pissed at, at F1 and themselves at the, you know, the fucking event organizer. I mean, which makes sense. Cause I think most people that, you know, knew that it, the race was taking place in Las Vegas weren't happy with that anyways. I don't think they liked the track to begin with. And, like, this is just, like, even more bullshit to add on top of the fact that nobody seems like there weren't a lot of people who were excited to be there anyways. Yeah. But, yeah, man. So, fucking, uh, moving on from the F1 bullshit, uh, kind of a last thing. And I actually just thought this was kind of funny because, um, like, this has been a thing, like, for as long as I can remember with uh, the inception of the iPhone was um, uh, this was a story I saw on the Washington Examiner Facebook page. And uh, it basically announced, uh, it says Apple announces, um, I think it was this past Thursday, um, that it will get rid of the green text bubbles on non-iPhone users in 2024. And I'm so. like, this is news, you know, but I'm just like, it was funny. <laughs> it's funny because like, as long as I can remember, you know, you'd have like a, a group chat, you know, that somebody would like set up, whether it was at work or like, yeah. you know, for fucking whatever. And you know, like you, you can see, have like six or seven people. <laughs> yeah, there's always this one motherfucker that's got the green bubble, and you're like, "Oh, this motherfucker don't have an iPhone, right?" And I, I think the thing that was always more annoying about it was that, like, usually, and I I found this to be true, was that a lot of times when you'd have like a a group chat, that you'd run into issues where like everybody's talking in the chat, and then like somebody is responding, but it's like sending individual messages to each person instead of to the chat and yeah then like you, was, you can't get the message back thing. to them and it was a fucking android thing and it's like yeah. fuck dude like who invited the fucking android guy into this chat because it's all it fucked up right smells like fucking pores in here yeah it's like who invited this fucking poor guy you know rocking a fucking s3 or whatever you know and I, I just think it's hilarious because like you know you never really had compatibility issues when you were doing group chats with anybody who had an iphone I mean, I yeah, guess like, the, I guess it could be argued that like you know, a fucking group chat of uh, Android users didn't have that problem either, but like when you mixed them, it was always the fucking Android guy that was having a problem with the chat. <laughs> yeah, because I, I remember for a while I had fucking a group chat. I mean, I had I had an Android for a while too, um, and that was just group chats were just the worst because it like you said, it wasn't like one fucking like you didn't it wasn't want a group to sustain chat, like heat. iPhone. Yeah, like it was like it wasn't a group chat like on iPhone where you got a group chat and it's got its own fucking message, you know, it's its own fucking text messages 
where all the numbers are shooting it in one thing. No, for, dude, fucking Android was like, you would get an individual text <laughs> each fucking number. So you got all these fucking numbers you don't, you might not even know. You're like, who the fuck is texting me, dude? Like, and then on top of that, you know, on, on the notifications, you can fucking silence notifications. But it was like Android was like, brr, brr, right. Brr, 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 and you're like, just going insane. You're like, fuck, dude, like this piece of shit fucking phone. <laughs> Like, while Ben's over there in his fucking Nextel walkie-talkie trying to be, like, being part of the fucking, uh, like, group chat, like, trying to fucking chirp in, like, Yeah, man. Is anybody there? I thought that shit was funny, dude, because it singled out people all the time, but, like, you always know who the fucking problem was, like, because if it was just like, hey, who's got the Android phone? Like, nobody'd be like, why? You know, it's like, you motherfucker. And it's like, now getting rid of that bubble. It's like, now getting rid of that bubble, you have no idea, like, if, like, there's a problem. I mean, because, I mean, maybe there's no problems now, and it's not a thing anymore, but... I just think it's funny, like, I don't see what the no, problem is. Like, I don't understand yeah, why you wouldn't. There's probably not as much problems anymore, but, like, it was always, after that, it kind of just became like, oh, we found out who the uh, who the mole is here, you know? <laughs> that was kind of always, like, a source of joke, like, this motherfucker with this android. Yeah. You know, even though it wasn't causing anyone problems, then they, on their end, it's the same probably now. I don't know. I mean, but I almost wonder if, like, that's like, the reason why, like, years. you know, inclusion not hurting anybody's feelings, you know, somebody who can't afford an iPhone, you know, is oh, like, oh, I like part, my man. Android, and it's like, you yeah, just like, like your Android because you. you can't have an iPhone. <laughs> like, that's why. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, unless you're one of those people that has an Android, but you got, like, the fucking high-speed, like, Samsung that, like, is, like, a book, you know, that, like, is a big old fuck. Like, unless you got that Android, like... You're poor. I'm just not. I mean, I'm just. <laughs> I mean, uh, that's kind of fucked up thing to say, but I mean, like, phone, motherfucker, get out of my face with that shit. Yeah, but I just mean, like, you know, it, they they are fucking expensive, dude. Like, there are people that just don't have that expendable income to fucking want to pop, you know, pay that much for a phone. I mean, these phones cost <laughs> as much it, as like dude, a, a high end laptop now. Um, you know, yeah, but again, but like you're doing installments was, over like two years. It's only like fifteen dollars I mean, a month. What's, like it's, what's that fucking company, Cricket? Cricket gives you like a, fucking a free, phone. free iPhone when you sign up with them. Yeah, like, I mean, iPhone, now it's easy as like, fuck to get. Yeah, yeah, it might not be the fucking top of the line iPhone, but it's a fucking iPhone. You know? Yeah, and you know, like, you always get like people that are like, oh, well, I just, I, I'm not one of those people that's like super into fucking, you know, uh, you know, possessions, and I don't really feel like no, I well, need an iPhone, what, and it's like. You know Bro. what I've always got? Okay, I get I get that part. I'm like I'm not also I'm also Me not neither, the motherfucker. But I mean like I've used both, to, and uh-huh. they are more reliable. They just are. Yeah, I, I don't get it, like I mean, app crashes and all that kind of stuff. Like there are a few things I will say there, that like an Android can do better. There are a few, but yeah. I think overall, I just like that an iPhone like just just fucking works. And then, like, yeah, I mean, and they're compatible like I with everything, like, in their kind of, like, ecosystem. There's so uh-huh. many different Android versions and so many different, like, you know, different operating like, systems even, and all that kind of stuff. Does Android even fucking, like, when you know, when you go get a new iPhone and you're going to, like, switch over, you just, like, literally, like, sync them up and they fucking transfer your shit. Does Android even fucking do that? I don't, I think they probably, I think it's, like, an app. I think they have an app that can do that. But, like, an iPhone is just built in. It's just part of the thing. Like, yeah. you know, I think, generally speaking, like, you know, you an Apple, you know, they push the same operating system, which I think is, you know, you don't get a fragmented system. So that's why sometimes you have like an old iPhone and they kind of run a little bit slower. It's because it's running like a more hefty operating system that kind of like slows it down so that it can work properly. Mm-hmm. And, you know, people don't like that. But at the same time, you know, you might have an old Android where they just stop supporting it. They're just like, oh, you have, yeah, a, you have an old fun. version of it. Like, we're not going to push updates 
we're not going to push an operating system. You're just fucking fucked, you know? And it's like, go get a new phone, bro. You still get support, (laughs) you know, from an iPhone. You know, it might make it a little slower, but it makes it to where it's still usable and, like, you know, is like integrated into, you know, their their little ecosystem so that everything kind of works as it is. Cause I just feel like the Android system just, it's just too fucking fragmented. Like, there's so much, like, okay. You buy a fucking Android, like let's say it's not one of the like ultra fancy like top two or three you know phones to get, and then like you want to go to the store and like you know buy a fucking uh, phone case, you know, or you know other accessories. It's hard as fuck, you know, to like find you know certain stuff. Like you almost have to like go with some no name brand, you know, bullshit online. Fucking Chinese shit off Wish. Yeah, you got to find some bullshit online like. You know, just because you're trying to find anything that'll fit on this fucking phone. Because if it's not one of the super popular ones, like, you just can't find it. Because no company wants to fucking produce a bunch of products for a very fucking niche yeah, phone. Yeah, that's going to land like, in, in a year. Yeah, you know, but iPhones are standardized. They're all about the same size. They are super popular. You know, you're going to find something. You know, yeah, but, usually there's always I've always just known that like an Android user, like there's only two types of fucking Android users. It's the one is like, oh, I don't want to fucking suck Apple's dick. Right. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, OK, you got that one. And mm-hmm. then you got that motherfucker who's like, well, the Android just has a better camera. And it's just oh, like, well, it does the, 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 you become an amateur photographer. Like, when dude, are you really going to be out here fucking taking pictures? Like that's that? no lie, though. The Samsung's have fucking good cameras. OK, but like. You're gonna be taking the same fucking pictures of your nutsack with an iPhone, dude. Like you're not, you're not gonna go out there and be taking some fucking glorious pictures of sunsets and shit like that. Yeah. You're gonna fucking send pictures of your asshole to some well, chick that you met on Tinder. Even if you did take really awesome pictures with your phone, it's gonna end up in the same fucking folder as all of the videos and photos you took of that fucking awesome concert you went to. That you only yeah. watched half of because you fucking spent your whole time looking at the concert through then, your phone. And then, you and then you're never going to show a single fucking photo or video that you took. And nobody's going to give a fuck do, about the shit you And if you do, you're going to upload it on Instagram and it's going to bring the fucking quality down. So. Yeah, exactly. It's going to Congratulations. Yeah, congratulations. You're an idiot. <laughs> I just thought this was funny. I thought this topic was funny. <laughs> it's like, oh, we're going to make the people that look poor not look poor anymore. That's like, that's like literally what I got from that. I was just like, oh, Jesus. And also to clarify, I'm also not a fucking dick sucking iPhone user <laughs> because I don't get the newest iPhones because I'm I use my phone until it fucking breaks. I think I'm on like the 11, dude. What phone yeah. are they on now? I, I don't know. I think like if you have Verizon, they'll take any phone as a trade in and give you a new one. Yeah, no idea. Um, but I ain't no Android. Again, Android using bitch here. <laughs> get out of my face today. I haven't used an Android in a long ass time. Uh, really long time. I think the, last the, the, first I am, the first iPhone I had, I did have a a 3S, and then I, I ended up turning it back in, like, during the test time. Like, you can have it mm-hmm. for, like, a week, and I, I turned it back in because I, I didn't like that it wasn't uh, 4G, I think. So, because I did get, like, the very first iPhone, and I did test that one. It was fucking cool, but, like, it was such an expensive phone at the time that they wouldn't warranty that phone. You couldn't do an extended warranty. And I'm like, dude, I don't want to drop this thing, break it, and, like, you know, not be able to warranty it or whatever. So I ended up turning it back in, and I used, kept using, I think, like a Nokia or Motorola. Um, eventually went to, like, these Blackberries and all this kind of shit. And then I think what? the what first... What happened to Blackberry? Are they still around? 
they think they they think they are they think they are still around but they're doing like they do like government contracts and stuff but uh i think i ended up um what i think the first one i got that i actually kept was the the four i think i got the iphone four um but yeah man i've had i've had that shit ever since but i don't i don't have any complaints it's fucking cool um yeah i just thought that shit was funny i was just like i mean and it's like a big announcement like actually like this is <laughs> th- like this is the one thing i pulled it from but I actually uh-huh. saw this same fucking story from like five different places. Oh, the fucking green bubble's going away in 2024. I'm like, seriously? Like, yeah, there's all kinds of shit I'm going on all over the friend. fucking world. But like, everybody's all, oh, the green bubble. It's gone, guys. You know, it's like they fucking tort, like they're going to tear down the Berlin Wall or something. I'm I'm actually amazed that they have not implemented like uh you know, like customization to your fucking like. What if your green bubble? Like, what if you don't want a green bubble? What if you want like a fucking Hamas back fucking? You know, like, oh, Palestine or <laughs> you know, you just got like a group chat where it's like a fucking bubble and one of them's Israeli, another one's like Palestinian, and they're just oh talking shit and they're like, hey, you know, I know who's who now. You know? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that'd be a good way to make friends in a group chat. Fucking immediately be uninvited <laughs> from it and shit. <laughs> that'd be the way to go, man. Yeah. Well, that's the that's the whole show, man. That was fucking uh, episode thirty-two. Uh, we're 32. fucking an hour and a half right now. Hour and a half. Uh, hour and a half long Actually, show. I, yeah, I, I thought it would have been a lot shorter. Yeah, I thought it would have been shorter too. Just kind of like we riffed hard. <laughs> so that's uh, I'm Jesse with Armando saying see you later. Later's. I'm coming in. I saw this joke that said that um, he looks like handsome Squidward. (laughs) This is actually kind of fucking on point. I saw it and then I can't see it now. I'm looking at it right now on my PC. Yeah. I don't know something. I'm going to be looking that shit up.